0: can I just dim the lights start the music and really talk about um I wanna give an apology to all of you but especially Jade and Sigourney because everybody that was in the bottom was angry and our feelings are valid but for me to take my anger out of people is not okay my mom is not gonna be proud of that and I I'm not gonna be proud of that when I see it. And I really want to say I'm sorry cause I, I should not be putting down when I feel down. And I would like to apologize back the same, like that type of energy I don't ever want to like, yeah. contribute to. And I'm very sorry that I contributed to that as well. And I think you're fucking amazing. And Me I'm too. gonna give you another hug. I'll no, kiss. kiss. <laughs> no, I, um. Stava apologizing, I think, speaks a lot about her character. Like I've said before, she can't come off as a bitch, but I think she's misunderstood, and I think it was really mature of her, and I'm thankful that she was able to do that and really like show what this is about. And also to, for you, like, it's your art. I should not be judging your art, you know? Yeah, that's
1: their job. I just want to highlight the phrase, I should not be putting down when I feel down. That that is quintessential teacher-speak, and I love finding out that Zavaletta used to be like a preschool kindergarten teacher.
0: I the the way my tires screeched when I found out that Zavaletta was Miss Z. Was Miss Z yeah. at the Busy B preschool. Uh-huh. And you know that she wore that sweater.
1: She definitely wore that sweater with those glasses. And let me tell you, Mary, she was probably phenomenal.
0: You know, I I agree, and I thought one of the loveliest nuances of this episode is when she was talking about, you know, becoming a preschool teacher and saying, you know, uh, they gave me something, you know, that I didn't have in my life, happiness, and then she kind of, like, looks down and smiles, and I was like, oh, this is, that was real. Like, I felt like Zava can talk a big game about being a bitch and whatnot, but when it comes to those kids, you know, her heart melts, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's, ugh. She really emerged as such a little sweetie dotty, you know?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it was like the moment she walked in in the sweater and the glasses, I was uh. like, I forgive you, whatever, whatever. Then she put the wig on, and I was like, and uh. I love you. Uh.
1: The wig, Mary, the that wig. part. I, That part. That's all I'm going to say. That part. That part. Yeah,
0: no pun intended, you know, a part in the hair, you know? <laughs> that needs
1: to be, like, if I'm Zavaleta, like... I'm going to run away with that character for just like a spinoff YouTube series. Like, who is Absolutely. that person, you know?
0: Absolutely. I mean, also, I just have to pause and say, I, someone can steal this idea if they want, but I think I want to make a tote bag that just shows a wig with a part in the middle and it says that part. That part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I just, if I didn't say that, I'd forget it. So I'm kind of memorializing it here as I can see it in my head. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I agree. I, I think if Zava, if Zava wants to... If Zava wants to be a spooky preschool teacher in a floor show at some point, I don't know what that entails, but I'm like a, a sort of like, I don't know, uh, maybe a Miss Frizzle on bath salts, mm, you know, driving uh, the bus like a mad woman. Yes, I would love yes. that. Girl,
1: that, that's a booty hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that <laughs> meme.
1: Uh. Uh, yeah. No, I this um, – I think most viewers of Dragula season 4 really felt the marked difference from the start of this episode from the last 5. And uh, you know like a marked difference and especially not just like, you know, when they when they came in and we're kind of talking about it a little bit, but uh the when Zava does the This apology part, um, there seems to be like something had happened. And I was listening to the Boulez podcast, Creatures of the Night, and it's towards the end because they recap all of the first six episodes. And uh, very interesting. Uh, They're so charming. Uh, Their producer, Ian, is so charming. But uh, what I learned, which I think is an important place to start, because it was such a marked difference in the workroom is that after the last episode, they basically had a sit down talk with the entire cast, basically saying like, look, this isn't fun anymore. Uh, and wow, y'all need to kind of like chill out. Like there's too much going on. They did say in retrospect, they were like, we love all the drama. Why did we do that? But they in the moment they felt that it was getting to kind of a too high of a pitch um, mm-hmm. and that it wasn't produced. It was like the pressure cooker. Like people were actually like like that whole amazing Real Housewife fight with Jade and Zavaleta, like all real. Right. Like.
0: Right. Right. It
1: was yeah. all they were capturing that. Um, and so they had this sit down talk of like chill out. And then showed them the promo that they cut together—the Meet the Monsters
0: promo—and
1: mm-hmm. when they showed them that, like Zava cried, and in in their kind of eyes, in the in Morna and um, Swantula's eyes, like the cast then was like, "Oh, this is real. I'm on TV." This is, you know, they kind of felt the moment a little mm. bit more and and kind of paused, and so we're seeing episode six now, Harry mon- Monsters, Harry um, Monsters. We're seeing just a completely different tone, and according to Ian, the producer, the rest of the season is is a lot is a lot more punk, and it's um, it's more fun. There's not a lot of like the drama anymore.
0: Huh, that's, that's real. I mean, obviously, yes, there is a huge shift this episode and that all makes a lot of sense that, that this was, um, this was not just a matter of like, all right, we got the, we got Betty and Mary out. Like, it wasn't like they were the, they weren't the fire problem. Starters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's on the one hand, obviously I love that. Right. Because I don't really want to watch them fight for another half of the season. And, I think there's there's just there's like a little slice of the pie of me that does appreciate the sort of big brother quality of like, well, let the meltdown happen. That's what the experiment's all about. Right. You know, and I so I'm, I'm not arguing one side or the other, but like I see what the why they made that decision. But I I do think there would have been there's an alternate reality where like what if they didn't intervene and like what would happen? Would it? Make the competition devolve even further into, you know, more drama, less floor show? Maybe. And would we be complaining about it on future episodes? Probably. So I guess I can't be upset about the decision. But I that's so interesting that like meta moment of like, hey, let's just like show you what this is going to look like. Uh You know, right. Um, Wow. Wow. Well, (laughs) I mean, there was there was a lot of insight.
1: Excuse me. I'm having a frog in my throat. Uh, There was a lot of insight that they talked about, you know, uh, I think after the first episode they pulled Zavaleta aside and they're like, look, we know you're great. And just so you know, you're not going to come off as the person that we know. Like you're you're a lot right now. Uh, Like they said that to her. There was just a lot. Uh, I highly recommend listening to it. Obviously it's their show, so they're not going to reveal everything. They also didn't reveal everything because – there's still more to come out during the Last Supper episode, which now I really want to
0: watch. Oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah. The
1: whole story with Sigourney and Mary during the uh, Monsters of Rock challenge. There's more to that story, so I think that'll be very interesting. You know, overall, they were they were very much celebrating the fact that they were that this season of Dragula they were not afraid to be messy and not afraid to be real, quote unquote, um, because much like old school reality shows. Uh, and they were praising that despite the fan reaction.
0: Yeah, I mean, I that I I guess I'm, I'm agreeing with them in that like you really you have to be really picky and choosy about what you do. With fan reaction in mind, you know what I mean, because oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like the moment you start bending to that, then you're always bending to it, and like there is no winning over quote unquote the fans, oh, because really never. what you're trying to really what you're trying to do is win over the trolls, and oh. their goal is to always f- you know find the flaw, find the the thread, and pull it and dismantle your look, so. You know, that I. it's kind of like, you know, that idea of always trying to keep in mind, you know, the the oppositional points of view. It's like you'll never you'll never account for all of them because there are ones, you know, people will figure out a way to be offended or a way to say you're ugly or a way to say it's not good enough because that's the intent. You know, that's the goal.
1: Well, and it's it's a trend on drag race and they talk about this in the podcast. Again, I'm I'm plugging their podcast here because it was it was a really great discussion. But they were basically like if you are calling out racism in this cast or like calling out things of this cast or misogyny on this cast, like don't watch dragula. That's what they say on this podcast. They're like do not watch our show. This is not mm. for you. We we want no part of that. We wow. are we wow. are defend wow. they they're like we're defending this entire cast they're all good people. We wouldn't cast them if they weren't so fuck all the way off like essentially um, and I appreciated that kind of that, that that line in the sand
0: I kind of love that I, I, I do feel like that it, it makes me think about you know I, I saw somewhere there was someone you know someone saying like you're totally allowed to say oh I don't really have enough information on that topic uh, topic to weigh in you know that like, on the kind of the flip of what you're saying, it's like, you don't have to have an opinion about everything and you may yep. not have enough information to have an opinion. Right. And, um, you know, Twitter, the ideas, but you have to have an opinion. That's what this whole fucking thing's about. And- yeah, And we have a podcast and we have opinions, but they're not,
1: I don't know if there is, like, well, first of all, they're not directed directly at those queens. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to these performers and saying, Mary Cherry, die in a fire, you misogynist. Like, we're not saying that. First of all, we would never say that. But also, it that's not what our podcast is doing. And I, I love celebrating the little moments, the little nuances of these shows that make them really, really special. And queer, yeah
0: the point of all right, Mary is to talk about Zavaleta as a preschool teacher. <laughs> like first and foremost, like that is what we are here to do. And if we talk about the floor show along the way, well, sprinkles and gravy, you know? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I will say, uh, one thing I also learned from the podcast, which again, we'll move on from this, but, uh, they were, they talked about how the exterminations are not as extreme or dangerous. And I, it was just a very interesting insight. You could not like the exterminations or think that they're not as exciting. You know, that's your opinion. That's fine. But their kind of defense of that is, first of all, it was COVID. And there right. are some things that they couldn't do. But also, despite that, um, were, they were they filmed this like coming out of COVID, still in COVID, very much so. And so they didn't want to actually put more fire on their burning gasoline so they actually consciously made the decision to make the exterminations less severe for basically the mental health of the contestants
0: wow wow that's that's all really interesting because obviously that kind of flies in the face of what most people do with reality tv is like oh there's a mental illness you know there's a there's a you know a, a weak spot here great you know, let's (laughs) let's exploit the fuck out of that, you know? Of Um, course not. Of course not. Right.
1: And yeah, they even talked about, they're like, we had no idea that, you know, burying Zava alive would be triggering for her. We didn't know about Astrid's car accident. Like they didn't know about any of that. And that just, that, that just happened. Um, Very, very interesting podcast. But back to this episode so that we're not kind of, uh, tangenting yeah. too much. We
0: have a really interesting podcast as well. I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to you know toot the clarinet too much. But I think <laughs> we have some things to say as well. The right,
1: clarinet, the clarinet <laughs> goes biddly, diddly 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 dead. All right, Mary. So the
0: horn, <laughs> the horn. Do you know the next word? Yes, it's a you've got mail reference.
1: Oh, it is. But it's also an elementary school round that you teach kids.
0: Oh, so, I know it from the scene and you've got mail oh, good for
1: you. um yeah. the shop around the corner uh f o x mm. okay, so uh, I can quote three things from that movie um i I th- this uh Zava apology first of all love Zava um and I loved how much Dolly was kind of praising it like that this showing mat- maturity that this is. You know, the fact that she's acknowledging it, uh, you know, even though she can come off as a bitch, it actually shows that there's a 3D experience to Zava, which I loved. But the other thing that I wanted to relate this to was earlier in the episode when Dolly says, you know, uh, after the big fight um, in episode five, that Dolly was like, I know that people on looking at our subculture are saying, Oh, this is how those kinds of people behave, and that's why I felt embarrassed. Honestly, that's what he says, um, and I. Uh, it it just makes so much sense. Uh, all of this, like taking everything out of context, and and seeing, oh shit, we're making a show, and oh, people that are coming into the sandbox from Drag Race are going to be watching this, and oh, we're a mess, and we don't, we're not, we're not all a mess. Right, we're, we're not a roach.
0: I'm not a roach. I'm not a mess. Yeah, I, you know, Dolly, this whole episode, I mean, from, from yes, this initial, you know, not a good looks sis, kind of speech, Dolly has just moved squarely into narrator of the season, mm. Dracula expert, mm. you know. I mean, there's this sort of, like, you know, Shangela quality of, like, I've played this game a few times, you know. Right. And I... I appreciate it. It's really interesting to have Dolly as a narrator, and it's a very, it's so in line with, I guess, the direction that the season's going. Like, the tone of Dolly was the tone of this entire episode, you know? Yeah. Other than, of course, you know, poor Jade, and we'll talk about
1: that. Oh, my God. Um, And even to another seasoned performer of Saint, uh, where Dolly was kind of supporting Saint in that sense, because, you know, Saint killed last episode, but her face was covered, right? And the performance wasn't up to snuff. And I think that Saint just needed to hear that. Uh, and, and yes. When and they, that was the discussion that they had when they were smoking.
0: Yeah, their cigarette. Oh, the cigarette discussion, mm. the smoking scene. I can't just, wait to talk about that. Do you want to talk uh, about
1: that now? No, let's not talk about that.
0: Now. No, we'll go in order. We're just, yeah. we're kind of, you know, we're looking at the thumbnails yeah, of the videos we're going to jerk yeah. off to later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, uh, god definitely... you know I will
1: say I will say with Zava's apology um two things one is I'm happy that there's a little bit more space to see joy in the workroom there's a little bit more space for them to feel a little bit more relaxed and to praise the performances and the looks I'm happy that that is a change I also love that Zava is like I don't think this is going to last <laughs>
0: Well, it sounds like it is from what the producer saying. That's sang, right. That's but, right. That's um, true. I mean, you know, just even before Zava and Hoso return, I mean, just the indoor kid energy of Saint mm. Siki, Dali and Jade. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was just like, oh wow, this is just so different from what we just experienced. Mm. And uh, I mean, it was it was a relief. And then and then, you know, all this talk of Hoso, but sorry, not of Hoso. All this talk of Zava, but just. Hoso could we go this long without saying she re-entered quoting dita ritz ah bonjour uh, ladies with the fake cigar with the the fake cigarette i mean i forgot how uh unappreciated not under unappreciated (laughs) that entrance is totally i i know what the wig looks like i know it doesn't really look work but that's part of the charm (laughs) We're talking about, uh, uh, what's her name? Dita, Dita of course. Yeah, of Hoso course. looked great in a little robe. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I just, I loved the, the like deep, deep cut of mm. Dita Ritz's entrance.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hoso's very interesting. Um, I feel like Hoso has the perspective during every discussion with another connection to something else. For instance, after they have this like kumbaya moment after Zava apologizes and, you know, we're all so inclusive and let's celebrate each other. This feels like day one all over again. And then Hoso's like, yeah, live, laugh, love.
0: <laughs> uh, it's time to live, laugh, love. And that's another tote bag is like an illustration of Hoso holding a, a lollipop and say, and it just says live, laugh, love. I... <laughs> that's the merch. That's it.
1: That's the merch. Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, uh I, you know, I don't know if it's because the pack is thinning out or Hoso is becoming more comfortable in front of the camera, but there is, I'm just happy to see that Hoso is letting, letting their hair down a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like while other people in the room earlier in the season were not like the problem, they certainly... We're louder, you know, mm-hmm. and not just talking about Mary. I mean, everybody. Just yeah. the mere fact that you have 11 people in the room that all want screen time. I, you know, uh, I, I think now with a room full of indoor kids and Zava, like, Hoso can, can feel welcome to open up during recess. Right.
1: I, you know, it's just to, my, my one last observation about this clip of the week is Zava saying, you know, I should not be judging your art. You know, that's not my job. That's their job it's a competition so of course you're going to size each other up you're going to try to get into each other's head you're going to you're going to have opinions and you can have opinions on your competitors um it's just I think Zava wouldn't let it go
0: yeah and I but I I think there is an interesting point of view in like and I felt that way even this week watching the episode where while I was watching the floor show I was like I actually don't like, I'm watching it, and I'm trying to evaluate, okay, who's the winner? Who's the top? Who's the bottom? Uh-huh. And what's good? That doesn't look good. And it's just like, instead of trying to do all that judging, and which I think a lot of us watch the show doing, it was like, what if I just watch the damn thing? And it was like, oh, cool, that's what you did, and that's what you did. Mm. And it didn't have to be like, that doesn't look good, and that was baggy. And it's like, sure, those things are there, but like, I don't know. I think there's an interesting reminder and in like, it's not really anyone's job to judge like, they don't have any talent, they shouldn't be in this competition. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's kind of we, going back to like the- They're, the all, amazing. Yeah, they're yeah, all amazing. Yeah, they're all
1: amazing. They wouldn't have been cast if they weren't. Like getting on the show is the win, absolutely. Yeah, I think about Lady Bunny's perspective on these competition shows, and uh, whether it's drag or otherwise, that it's like, well, why can't we just see drag shows on TV? Where it's not a competition, yeah. why not right. you know? And granted, the competition makes it exciting. I get all of that, and you know, Great British, British Bake Off is an example of a competition where it, it doesn't have to be nasty necessarily, um, but it it's the American way, uh, so to speak. And so there is that uh, it's echoed and mirrored by the fandom. Like when 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 you sit down with eight like a gaggle of gay guys. Uh, to watch Drag Race, there's always going to be snide little comments. There's always going to be something like, ugh, ugh. They're going to try to do the reading challenge. Nobody's, you know, and then when there's something amazing, they're like, yes, work, hunty, yes. There's that. And that's just how it is. That has been ingrained Mm -hmm. in how we watch these shows. Uh, That's how people watch sports. I
0: mean, that's, I mean, absolutely. I think there's all of that, but it's, um yeah, I, I but I think this is, you know, and again, I feel like, you know, all roads lead back to social media. It's one thing to say in in, you know, your your gay BFF's living room like, "Uh, oh, she does not deserve to be in the bottom." It's another thing to tell the other queen on Twitter like, "You fucking suck. You should have never been in this competition." You know what I mean? Like right. I think, you know, and in the same way like people who go watch, you know, football, you could be screaming in the in the, you know, uh, what do they do? The the bleachers, wherever you That's sit. That's correct. You could be calling out, you know, go team, go, but it's another thing to then like, I don't know, trash that player for doing something. Anyway, point made. It's like, it's the natural reaction, and I think also it being a competition, there's that natural reaction to get caught up in things. I think to that point, I think about how in the past, I don't know how many years, let's say the past five, 10 years, I feel like there've been a number of. Variety show type shows that have tried to start. I think Maya Rudolph was a part of one um, on like network TV. And granted, those are not drag shows, but they didn't last. They mm. just, they just, they we're just not in an era where people are going to just tune into a variety show. And I kind of feel like if we just had like drag shows on TV, that's kind of the model. And like to be honest, I could see even myself not being as compelled to tune into the variety show each week versus tuning in to see who's going to win this week. Yeah,
1: know? no, there's definitely that. I think, uh, if there wasn't an eliminated person, you could try that type of model where there is just a winner. There's not a loser. Um, I think about we're here that has, that puts out a drag show and makes it meaningful. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. about, um, you know, uh, uh a, Adele's uh singing special right like there's no competition there and yet people tuned in to watch that
0: um Adele had a singing oh 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 sorry I was like where was the drag queen at Adele's singing special Uh, yes of course Uh, of course it was Adele it was Adele absolutely yeah Um, Uh, yeah
1: and then uh and uh, Mary that's an only Mary's episode that I don't want to talk about right now but that whole moment with her teacher Um, but, Uh, another story and Alan Carr, another story. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I would tune in to watch a, a a nightly drag show similar to SNL. People watch SNL and it's not that funny and they still watch it. So I don't know why we couldn't watch a drag show in the same way. Um, we just need to, it just needs to be force fed to us a little bit. The, the culture just needs to change a little bit.
0: Well, you know, not to be forgotten, but drag you, you know, five seasons saved a lot, people, a lot of people, saved a lot yeah. of lives, yeah. yeah, a lot of people. Um, well, let's, I, you know, I feel like we've we've talked about the meta of of these shows and and changing the model. You know, we, if anyone wants to hear us talk about that, is in even further detail. I think it was our. Drag Race UK episode or Canada, we kind of talked about like, if there was no report card and I feel like this is kind of in line with that. So if you want to hear more thoughts. Yeah. yeah, Uh, that's kind of our, you know, uh, this is our plea of what if you took away the competition, what happens to the show? Um, Well, and
1: I, I just one little thing about Drag Race Resurrection, another way, another format to do it in a meaningful way where it's still a competition.
0: Yep. Yeah, but doesn't have yelling at each other yep. in, a, in a cauldron.
1: And to the Boules, you know, what they've said on their podcast and what we've talked about, too. Yeah, it's entertainment. It's fine. We're, we're all eating popcorn watching people fight because they're in a pressure cooker. That it, it is also just entertainment. Don't take it that seriously. There is that mm-hmm. aspect of it, too.
0: And on the flip side, this week, you know, I think there's proof in this episode that we can also like watch them try to put wigs on Dolly's head for a few minutes, you know, <laughs> and like that could also be the segment. And yeah, I it was it was such summer camp games. It was so like flag footbally, you know. Mm. Uh, and I I loved it, and it was it was such a relief. And I guess watching it again. There was this part of me of like when Jade says, ugh, I'm just having such a good time in the in the boudoir today." It was like, "Oh no, oh, oh, no. oh. It's like moments before, you know, what is it like? Um, moments before chaos or moments before like tragedy. I felt like that that talking head was moments before tragedy because then. We all get some really bad news.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk about not that yet, though. I think there's still so much in the beginning of this episode before we get to the bad news. Is that all right with you, Mary?
0: I guess so. <laughs> what, else are we gonna, what, what else is there that we talked about? Well, there's to the Boule
1: Beauty Bazaar Makeover Salon.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, nice buns. Get know, that brainwashed
1: idea of beauty out of your hair. I thought this was
0: brilliant.
1: I, I thought it was so brilliant. Um, it was layered in the sense of like, yeah, like you're brainwashed and we're going to get it out of your hair of what I, what beauty means. If you don't look bad, then we don't look good. I just thought that was so smart. Um, it was so campy. Uh, I loved the set, um, you know, for a hair episode. Like, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying the thread of these openings and murders with the challenges so much more. It's so thoughtful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this one was like, uh, I thought this one was a little bit different this week and it wasn't like this sort of horror movie setup. It was more of this kind of campy, you know, no one was getting killed in this opening act, you know? Right. Um, so I thought this was a nice shift as well. We got some buns, we got some great makeup. I, you know, um, I loved it. And the, In that kind of uh,
1: wig, capture the flag scene. Um, I don't know. I got a flirty energy from Sigourney.
0: Did you get that with Dolly? Yeah. I mean, they are. This is the this is the courting the courtship of the hot tattooed couple in (laughs) Asheville. So, like, uh, yes, already. Like, I I have been seeing them as this. You know. Uh, th- this poly, you know, hippie couple for a few episodes already. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, I I would love them to just, just fucking get over it, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I uh, part Fuck of me
0: and get over it, not fucking get over it. Just to be clear,
1: part of me is a little jealous of Sigourney, so I don't really want Sigourney. I, I see it as the younger sister hitting on her friend's older brother and he's not interested at all. That's my fantasy.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like Anna and Maya's older brother. On oh
1: yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, And Hoso's whole little moment in, in their wig here. Hi, my name is Gertrude. I'm old school with a touch of new school and I'm here to show people that I still got it. Hair flip. Like, there, the, the the idea that these monsters can also do this campy, fun, personality stuff is so good to see. It's so important to see that they're having fun,
0: and and really, I would say this is probably the first might be the first time there's anyone's had any fun this season. (laughs) You know, like there's also that of like, I'm glad these monsters can have fun. And I'm glad these monsters in particular can, because it took six episodes um, Mm. and the talking to obviously, but yeah, it was, it was a relief. Though I you know, I have to say, watching this, I also knew, oh, there's probably people who are like, oh, this season just got really boring. You know? Oh, yeah. it's now it's drag race. You know what I mean? So it's not drag race. But you oh, know what I mean? Where I'm it's like, oh now, yeah. now we're doing we're gonna do Kumbaya now and apologies and you're so special. Like I can also see that perspective. So uh I yeah. enjoyed all this. I'm just kind of seeing I'm just being Joni Mitchell about it, you know? I
1: get it. I, I think it's important to show both or at least to have some sort of relief or a release of a event you know like a gauge that needs just to be released uh, because it was getting hot last episode it was just so much uh, that I'm happy that there is like a ah, okay they're going to do this great art show now with hair um, that, that pleased me aesthetically in terms of like peaks and valleys um, and we got this great smoking scene
0: Dolly camp counselor senior member of the improv team tech director I mean just all of the adult in the room energies but all of the like alternative cool adult yeah I was gonna energies, say like you younger
1: know? like yeah. the intern almost like mm-hmm. the student teacher even like not yeah a, yeah um, and, like the
0: thing is like he's not like perfect like he his mattress is on the floor. You know what I mean? Like right.
1: don't there's still very much peers in some ways. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, he's uh he's definitely got like a gaming chair at home, you know? And <laughs> That's your fantasy. That's your It fantasy. is. I have such a fetish <laughs> for gaming chairs. Like, ugh. I don't know what it is, but uh yikes.
1: there's there's a streamer on Twitch that I will let you know about um after we finish recording that you will I think you'll fall in love with him. Yeah. Oh my think goodness. So. He's
0: Canadian. I think you're gonna. Love oh my him. goodness. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Oh yeah. I his am name is Mickey, so that's Mickey? not his streaming
1: name, but his name is M I K I Mickey. Yeah.
0: Oh God. I'm love Oh him. boy. Oh boy. I am uh Yeah, I'm gonna have to put a towel down. So I <laughs> <laughs> Uh I you know I I appreciated
1: Dolly's advice of needing the intensity For me, this was less Dolly's advice and more hearing where Saint is at because I don't I think Saint will be fine without Dolly's advice. That's why I, you know, it's interesting to see this dynamic uh, also to kind of guess what kind of cigarettes they smoke. I just thought that was fascinating. We haven't seen any guesses camels, Um, but we haven't Mm -hmm. seen we haven't seen people smoke on a reality show in a very long time.
0: I guess I'm trying to remember with the untucks on season thirteen when they were outside. Oh, did they were smoke? Were there cigarettes? I mean, were they able think to so. smoke with those plasty masks, you know, the plastic shields? You know, not
1: season thirteen, but maybe season twelve. Maybe, maybe season twelve.
0: Maybe who's are Who are the smokers? Mary's? Who are the smokers? Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: I. Anyway, I, I tried to guess, and I think they are camels, just because of the color. Of the filter, um, they weren't like marble lights. They weren't uh, PFUNKs. They weren't parliaments. They looked like camels, but that's just my guess.
0: Well, you know, uh, camels make you cool. <laughs> I saw the ad, so I hope they are.
1: Uh, but then we do get this setup that something go- is going on with Jade, and I I just have to acknowledge this before we talk about this immense tragedy um zava which is like yeah i think something's going on with jade and you know i don't really know but i'm just gonna be there for my friend smile hand on hip
0: oh it's adorable pose. adorable the pose <laughs> um yeah this was Ugh,
1: oh my god this... it killed me
0: Ugh, this was a tragedy this was uh, when Jade said, my little best friend. I was like, oh, no. Am, no, 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 no. And I, gotta, I would have left without packing. I would have just been like, nope, I got to go. I guess I'm exterminated now, you know? I would Oops. have, I would have <laughs> blamed
1: everybody around me. I would have been like, it's all your fault that I'm mm-hmm. not there. Like, I would have gone to mm-hmm. that place. I, would have, I don't know how she went on. Uh, Mary, the trauma. God, this this got really heavy for me. Uh, just because I last year, not last year, uh, a few months ago, my cat went into surgery, and you know it was during COVID, and they were. I was like, "What if my cat dies on the table?" They're like, "We'll bring him out to you." Like it was awful. It was Ugh. despicable, and I was besides myself. Beside myself, but this narrative where she was like yeah i had to facetime while they put him down like the god i oh I, my heart totally goes out and i just became very compassionate very empathetic and i don't know how she went on
0: yeah, I honestly, I was like, this is you know, even even Michelle Visage and sunglasses couldn't stop me from no. leaving the competition. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, it doesn't matter. I don't fucking want to win. I don't want that money. Yeah, I'm right. going home. Right. And ugh, oh, it was it, that was so sad. I was just so heartbroken for her. And you know, there was there was the kind of it would be too soon, but there was, there's the fantasy version that Jade channels all her grief into this amazing performance, but it's like, that's nice, but that's a nice idea. But I would channel all my grief into eating Domino's pizza in bed, you know,
1: or hugging people that are also grieving, right? Like, well, eating pizza, being with other people that miss my little friend, you know, uh, it was, oh God, it was just so heart wrenching, but, I would like to talk about something a little bit more positive, if you don't mind. Do you want to move
0: on? Sure, sure. Let's uh, let's scoot on to the floor show. Well, if ever there was a time to talk about therapy. And I do love to talk about therapy. I honestly don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from it these days, myself included. I couldn't agree more,
1: Mary. And it's super accessible now, thanks to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P.
0: BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be
1: matched with someone within 24 hours. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a lovely cheese pizza just for
0: me. And much like Selena, I love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor basically at any time and actually get a response. And if you want
1: to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy.
0: BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more.
1: There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states.
0: It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need.
1: Mary's, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P.
0: That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary.
1: Let's talk about these boule wigs, Mary.
0: I... Well, I love that they kind of critiqued like how they would have done in this challenge. I really enjoyed that. If like, well, I think our floor show might have been a little, you know. uh They certainly suffer for their art. I'll give them that.
1: Uh, I love the drag of it. It was, you know what? They could have easily gone to A Bride of Frankenstein, like something, but they went full on helicopter- coat hanger hair, and I i thought it looked glamorous, but also, like, grotesque. I thought it was fabulous.
0: Yeah, I i mean, you know, each week they're, you know, uh, bringing looks that they put themselves in.
1: Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> we, we will put a pin in that, Mickey. So the guest judges, Landon Sider, God, love to see him always, but Bonnie Aarons, this episode just popped like she's never popped before. Uh, the best quote, and I know it's probably not what everybody is thinking, but the best quote is, fucking love your ass. Wish my ass looked like that.
0: Uh, she's so like, you know, someone hitting on Nomi and Showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I love it. And and she's a returning guest. I, she looks. Weird, oh I yeah, she's yeah. the
1: nun. She, the nun. She is uh, in all of those, um, uh, Conjuring movies, I guess. Animal. Oh,
0: that's oh. She's oh, the nun. Wow. Yeah, she's oh, the nun. Wow, the nun. We've oh. seen
1: her, I think, two or three seasons now. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah I thought she was great. Um, and and there was a point where she's like, you know, I just want you to be giving me monster, and I was <laughs> like, oh, that's so Valerie Cherish. I'm a monster. I'm a monster. monster.
1: Uh, anyway, these looks let, get into it, Mary. What is who was your top look? What what oh, were I, you oh, truly
0: with? I the everyone they all got it right. Hosos made me uncomfortable in a mm. good way. It mm-hmm. was like oh, and my skin is crawling and that's what's supposed to happen. I loved it. I thought, and I know that there was behind-the-scenes drama and I chalk some of that up to the pressure cooker and all that. And, you know, it's, it's good to see those things and know that, like, you have to treat people well and, you know, they're not your slaves and all that, but um, or your servants, whatever the word was. But, um, but all that being said, holy shit. Th- that was, that it was the very clear winner to me. Um,
1: there's so I, there's so much in the conception of the look, too, which I just love. The fact that this little monster is actually really sweet and just wants to play with people, but is absolutely horrific, I think is like a storyline. I could see a cartoon made of this. I could see a you know, a novella made of this, a comic book, whatever. I just think that stuffed this stuffed animal. Yeah, a stuffed animal, right? Like this, you know, it's like kind of like the ugly duck, duckling. It's like, well, even ugly monsters need love too. You know, even hairy monsters. Yeah. Oh, Harry. <laughs> Harry, get back in the car. Um brilliant that she used the wig as a beard. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of outside Perspective outside the box thinking, right? It reminds me of Jeannie. We always reference this from Drag Race Thailand, but Jeannie being like, Well, I read the brief and then I think, like, How can I go outside of the box here?
0: Yeah, yeah, you really, yeah, go beyond the brief. I, I, yeah, I mean, also take a drink every time they say Arto Wigs in this episode. <laughs> oh, Arda Wigs, Arto Wigs, Arda sure, Wigs. It, it like lost meaning to me after a while, but yes, the use of the Arto Wig was, um, I thought oh yeah Hoso was just it was was phenomenal Mm. everything about it was uh, outside the box of how everyone else thought about it I I will say I think Dali was obviously great I was getting not not so much directly but just kind of like ooh I almost I would love to see someone do this but you're giving me a similar energy I was getting Troll 2 vibes have you seen Troll 2? Of
1: course uh, that's the campiest one for sure. Oh yeah,
0: but I and it's such a great not that this was Dolly's inspiration, but I think would be a great inspiration for a Dragula floor show is Troll Two. Troll because Two, yeah. It's just so it's so exactly what the Boulets are talking about of like glam. Like there's the witch in that, uh-huh. so it's a glamour and it's filthy and it's horror and it's campy mm. and it's referential. I just I love a Troll Two reference, but. I thought Dolly was great. I mean, I, I will, I'll say this. I love what Dolly's doing. I just, now I've seen the black and white head too many times, you know?
1: I think that that's like a Louisiana purchase, even a Sigourney Weaver or Beaver, where that's just, that is a part of their drag. That is just something that is like, uh, uh, it's like the rosettes on Project Runway. It's like, that is just the signature. That, that Dolly's character is, you're going to see that. Uh, consistently throughout their looks. And I just thought this look was like really lived in. The spinning bat, like the fact that she could spin it like that, like I I don't know. that's uh, That was a good performance. She was in character most of the time in kind of an uncomfortable way, which I appreciated. Um, I didn't think it should win, um, but, it, but it, it certainly came very close. I thought they were going to give this to Saint.
0: I think I just I yeah two thoughts one uh in terms of Saint I I feel like it's just it, Saint looks great but great but it's the same like where's the performance you like you the look is never the issue it's the performance mm. um and I saw that this week as well but you know with Dolly I and I don't I feel like. It sort of it, it. doesn't seem like the same standard to say like, well, that's just what Dolly does. But then like Sigourney, it's like you need to change it up, even though this is what you do. You know, so it's like that's. I'm kind of holding the same standard of like, that's cool that that's what you do, but like, other contestants are getting the note that your looks are getting repetitive. Coco Kane got that. Sigourney's getting that. Yeah, and that's what that's what Coco does, and this is what Sigourney does. So why isn't Dolly getting that note?
1: I think I think Dolly's not getting that note because it is horror, filth, and glamour. Like I think that there is just a beautiful connection between those three concepts in so many of Dolly's looks that it actually isn't the black and white makeup that would stop any of that from coming through. Whereas with Sigourney, I. I appreciate that Sigourney just, you know, it's a glamor monster. And that's, that's the perspective that she's coming at this. I think in many ways, you know, I think people were giving Louisiana purchase a hard time last season. Cause they're like, well, what is she doing? Well, it's like, yeah, but that's what she does. And it's just how she interprets the challenge. The thing is with Sigourney is, and I, I felt that this week and I'm glad they called it out finally of like, yeah, there's, it's just kind of one type of dragula contestant, and I, I, we just need to see peppering of everything else. We, we talked about the stew before, with the 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 weird Wild West season, uh episode. It's with Sigourney. We need a little bit more of the spices.
0: I I agree with that. I still feel like Dolly is getting a bit of a pass for something that other contestants weren't. Okay. It just, I I, I get what you're saying. Dolly's able to do all of the, the themes with that look, but it just is like, you know, it's such a specific thing. I mean, like I think about even like got Mick during season 13. If every face was black and white, you know what I mean? Like I Mm -hmm. think, after a while I'll be like, okay, I get that's what you do, but like, can you do anything else? And that's, you know, kind of where I'm at with Dolly. I know that you can, I just would love to see it. So, yeah.
1: and you're like that with
0: Sigourney. Absolutely. I'm like this week. It was like, if, I mean, if they don't call this out, I, was, the moment we saw the illustration, I was like, Oh God, this again. And I, I I'm <laughs> sure they said something in the episode, but it was, it was like, yeah, all right. I, uh, I know that illusion, but I, I'm assuming they said something to her about Siggy's saggy uh, nude illusion as well. I mean, Mm. that is I I know it's a minor detail, but and it comes up on Canada's Drag Race this this week as well. But like if you have a saggy nude illusion Tempest du jour, it's club kid shoes to me, you know, just be naked then, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. It's distracting. It is distracting. Yeah. They didn't read Ella the day for it, uh, which for her oompa loompa look, which I think oh, is notable. Right, um,
0: right. I do want to mention. Speaking of of reads, is the Boulets are consistent. They hated Dolly's shoes. Oh my god! So, oh,
1: I hate the shoes. I hate.
0: Shoes. I hate the shoes. <laughs> you cannot win with shoes in this competition. And, so and
1: Dolly just man, that just rolled off Dolly's back. Like she just laughed.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, yeah. Um, Anyway, Mm. well, I I think that Jade was not the weakest. I think there was some mercy in putting her in the bottom two. I actually would have put Siggy and Zavaletta in the bottom two. So
1: I I agree. Um, Rum Tum Tugger's kid sister with a bloody bat. Um, yeah, yeah. But what the Boulets talked about on their podcast, which we didn't hear on this episode, is that the performance is so important, and that Zavaletta's performance was so much more interesting than Jade's.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that they
1: they that they couldn't. But I don't know how much of that is it. It it did seem kind of mercy for Jade, but. You know, I, I also didn't see the whole performance. The other thing that they touched on on the podcast, which we've been talking about all along is uh, and noticing is that yeah, they they show us the best things and then tell mm-hmm. us with the flashbacks when things weren't the best, which I appreciate and I hope they continue to do. I think that's so good. Um, it does create more fan kind of friction, but it doesn't matter. it's it's all for the show. Um, but with Zavoletta, yeah, I, I could totally have seen her in the bottom. Um and I believe the yeah. bullies when they say that her performance was so kind of funny and engaging, but yeah, I oh man, it was it was a a, a really good production of cats.
0: A, a, a weird one, certainly. feral, feral, feral cats, know. yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um alley cats, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> They
1: are jellicle cats are alley cats, Mary.
0: Well, this is from an even dirtier alley. These are, <laughs> you know, this is from, you know, uh, Nightmare Alley. I don't know. This is, anyway. Diagon um, Alley. Yes, that's a yeah. Harry Potter reference. Yes. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so, uh, anyway. And that's it. And that's that's it. it. And that's it. And you th- know what? That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> uh, Oh, oh uh, and, you know, it, it is worth mentioning. It is worth mentioning. I agree with Landon, more pussy hair. And I was a little frustrated. Not frustrated. That's an extreme reaction to a television show. I I felt like when Sigourney was like, oh, no, look, I do have it. It was like, and Landon was like, yeah, even that's not enough. I was like, yes, come on. This is so obvious. Like, what an easy, like, layup is to just have, like, a flush bush of hair. You know? You know,
1: I really felt with Sigourney's look – I got the concept and I think she's really good at doing what she does, but it did feel like she added the hair. It was just this look and then she added the hair. She like yeah. glued it on. Yeah. And it yeah. was kind of creative how she used the wig in that sense, but just not enough. Like girl, have the hair go all the way down to the floor. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. from your, from your crotch all the way to the floor and swing it around. Yeah. Put it in Let your it- mouth you know yeah
0: exactly <laughs> yeah let it just be just like an overgrowth that then just becomes a a, a coat of many colors yeah, yeah.
1: A disgusting like she could have yeah. had like gum in it you know like absolutely uh,
0: absolutely Ugh! remember when courtney acted that when she wanted to show us how messy she was so she made her glasses askew and put a straw in her hair <laughs> it's all it takes siggy filth oh
1: god um i do want to talk about the moment when they were you know telling hozo about you know you got to be nice to these people they're going to be the same crew when we go on tour don't get on their bad side uh not necessarily that critique because you know great critique but also that's when we got drac kind of
0: really reading rupaul is what i got Uh uh-huh uh-huh and that's coming from someone who does their own makeup and has no dresser and gets themselves <laughs> ready every episode. I I love that. I mean, oh, it's the it's subtext, th- Mary. Yeah, it, it is. It's. I think it's good to point that out. I think we talked about that when queens make their own looks. When you think of a, a Roxy or a Jada, mm-hmm. it's like they look amazing and they created this illusion from you know head to toe absolutely head to toe yep Mm -hmm. and i think that that is it's true i think you know when you when you're admiring a drag queen as a performer there's also the sense of like and you created this illusion like Mm. you painted this on yourself like that's half the job you know and i think it's lovely if you can get to the point where someone does all that hard work for you while you watch judge judy but I, i i i i do but i love in this context the fagotry of like one drag queen host gently reading another drag queen host from across the platform this, you know oh
1: god yeah like from the grave all the way onto earth right like yeah. if you're gonna go with the undeadness of it all um yeah no very interesting because you know they're they're both in california but, you know like it's they're in the same world and yet i'm sure rupaul has nothing to do with the boulets i don't even know what rupaul's idea of the boulets are i don't think it matters but it's interesting hearing the boulets be like just say these types of things
0: um well you know to that point i i I, I, this is again why i wish what's the tea was still around because i would have loved to hear rupaul and michelle talk about Dracula and mm -hmm. jade being on there and like RuPaul will talk about skag drag again. Combat boots, smeared lipstick, did the arm. I, I, because I, there's a sense that like RuPaul would probably love Dragula because he's done, you know, that kind of maybe not that kind of drag, but like gets doesn't it. gets it gets that there is an appeal to something other than being the glamazon. And I don't know. It, I I would love to hear that point of view, but um,
1: I just you know. also love hearing Lady Bunny, the Boulets, Coco Peru, like really established drag performers talk about Rupaul's drag race from like a peer perspective. yeah, Late I think it's funny doesn't hold back. Oh yeah. no, she does not and I love that. yeah I just think yeah. it's fascinating. I th- I you know if I were having drinks with uh, the Boulet brothers, you know, God, what a dream. um i I would love to hear their thoughts on it because I don't think they have bad things to say about it all the time, you know? I don't think it's just like, oh, they need to bash RuPaul. I don't think that's what's brewing under the surface, but I think there are opinions, right, of like, yeah. well, and here we it's... are doing our own shit,
0: you know? Yeah, and they know there's crossover viewers, so it's fun to put those little, like, jokes in. Like, it's also, you know, I mean, in the same way that they'll reference Eva Destruction as a hairy beast uh-huh. yeah. note how Hollow Eve stopped the production, like, I think there's... You know, that's part of the that's part of the aesthetic is, you know, it, it's those kind of jokes. So I love it. Totally.
1: Yeah. They are such a joy this season. I'm loving these pre pre-crit- pre critique discussions when I don't know, there's just like a, a humanity coming through uh, more care for the contestants, like more insight into what they're really thinking about them. Um, I think yeah. it's a great addition to add those little discussions beforehand.
0: Yeah, and and I they they feel so unscripted. Like I love where you know it's like well that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking and it was like oh you guys what are you a, what are you a podcast? Like what is this passion discussion about a season of drag? You know who does that? It's really weird and cringy. Um, but. I I love it. I, I find them to be so charming. And uh, and it's just, again, it's that thing that Dragula does where, like, they are in this high, ridiculous drag, but they're surprisingly relatable energy, you know?
1: Totally. I, that That's what always goops me about glamorous or spooky drag. Drag at a very high level, and then you talk to them. It's like when you talk to a, a character in Disney World's you know, and you catch them on their smoke break. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it, yeah. It's it's just such a gag, and you know, their voice comes out of their you know stomach because that's where their head is in the costume. Right. It when you talk to a drag queen, and they are not doing their drag, quote unquote. Um, it God, it's so cool. I I think it's just a, such a sobering experience.
0: Yeah. It what it reminds me of is like. In Mrs. Doubtfire, when they figure out that she's Daniel, and mm. then he says in Mrs. Doubtfire's track, "like Hi, kids," or whatever. <laughs> it's like that moment of like, "Oh my God, it's you!" Uh, mm. the, whole so, the whole time, the yes. whole time, the whole time. So we get to the Uncle cauldron. Frank and Aunt Jack. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we get to the cauldron, and it is the polar opposite of what we had mm. last week. And I just, you know, I. I appreciate that the show and everybody involved in what we saw was validating Jade's feelings. Nobody was like, it's just a cat. Right. You know, like I, I thought that there was, it'd be very easy to have Zavaletta cut to Zavaletta being like, Oh my God, this is so stupid. It's just a cat, you know? And I was, that would have just, that would have undermined the whole thing. Cause I think this was, obviously it's about so much more than a cat and not that a cat is nothing, but I thought it was very sweet, you know, that like, yeah, for some people, for a lot of people, that's like your whole fucking family. Oh, Mary,
1: it was so relatable to me going through COVID and isolation and lockdown with just a cat having full on conversations with my cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that is your only lifeline. I, my, my heart, totally goes out to jade uh you know i know this happened however many months ago but still god terrible yeah but the but the line of the episode and perhaps the season perhaps one that i will remember
0: you're a good troll oh that was so sweet it was such a great moment and a delivery Uh, oh you're a good troll you're a good Uh. troll (laughs) And they were all just so nice to her. And I just, I love that. It was such a good little moment. And mm. yet I was just like, I could feel how broken Jade was. And I thought, oh, just let her go home. You know? Uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I just, uh, again, it's going to be interesting talking about Canada this week because there's a contestant who is just kind of like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done, done here. I'm done, I'm done, and but I,
1: I i you know, I will say one thing that I think sucks. I didn't watch The Extermination Mary. I'm going to be totally honest. Call me whatever names you want. Judge me. Fine. I could not watch it. I can't believe that Jade went through with that. Like, I if, I, if that happened to me, I'd be like, again, like, yeah, I'm done. Goodbye. Thank you so much. But the fact right. that she went through with it and did, I, ugh, ugh. I don't even know how it was in those little yeah. d- disgusting rooms. But,
0: ugh. Well, just, like, watching it, it's like – I mean, it, it was like the whole time I knew that Sigourney was going to stay and that this was yeah. sort of kind of like the inevitable of Jade going home. And I thought, well, you know, she did her part. She did the show. She filmed the extermination. She gave them the content they needed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So so good on her for that. She, One of these days, Jade's going to win a challenge, you know. <laughs> I don't know what show it's going to be on, but she's going to win a challenge. <laughs>
1: oh, Jade. Yeah. Um, you know, there was – I I found in the cauldron – The kid gloves when talking with Sigourney, as you said, like it's very different than past cauldrons. But you know, Sigourney was kind of upset, and I think needing more clarity. And the cast was doing all they could to be like, "Well, look, like they're they're looking for the nitty gritty here. They're being as supportive as they can, but they're like, you know, you're you keep bringing this glamour." And they just want to see more. And she's like, yeah, but that wasn't the challenge. And they're like, yeah, but this is Dracula." Like, I think they were really trying to get it through to her. I wonder if it will sink in.
0: I mean, it was certainly because I I felt like they were touching on similar topics last week. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I feel I mean, that's been kind of the running story in the past few weeks is, you know, about how she's just doing glamour. And I thought at least this week. They, the people in the room all recognize that yelling at somebody about how much you don't like their drag usually won't get them to hear you <laughs> and so you know like recognizing yeah you've been doing glamour and you've been doing great but like there's kind of a body of work here they want to see and we're really just seeing one part of the body you know
1: yeah your boobs because they're it, called it boobs boobies. yeah yeah, yeah those delicious boobs, boobies mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm actually but,
1: quite tired yeah yeah, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I we have a top what five now.
0: We um, got a top five. top we got five. Saint, uh, Siggy, Zava, Dolly, and Hoso.
1: Who is your top three?
0: I think that my top three is Dolly, Hoso, and oh, this is a, this is it's tricky, it's real tricky at this point. I think Dolly, you know, Ziggy is not is not confirmed. So between Ziggy Zava, Z, Ziggy Z, Ziggy. Oh my God, this is a tongue twister. Ziggy, Z, <laughs> Ziggy Zava and <laughs> and Saint. Oh my God, I'm never saying those three names again. Uh, <laughs> I think that Saint's gonna have to figure it out real soon. Um, you know, like if it, it's been kind of the same note every week, so I'm a little worried about her. I'm gonna just say to answer your question. Saint, nope, Hosho, Dolly, and Sava. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, I have who I'm rooting for, and then I have who I hope or who I think it's gonna be. So who I hope and who I think, um, and maybe they're gonna line up. So who I hope the top three, my top three right now is Dolly, Saint. And Hoso, who I think it's going to be, it's going to be Dolly, Sigourney, and Zavaleta.
0: Wow, those are very different. Yes. Wow, those are very different. All right. All right. I mean, we shall see. As I said, and I I won't spoil anything, but I discovered that on that, like, uh, I guess if you just Google it, you can see what all of the episodes are going to be. So I can see what the challenge is next week. Um Oh, don't but tell me! Really, yeah, yeah tell I me. won't like say anything. Surprised. But you should yeah. be aware, you know, that that will show up. But that doesn't really tell you anything, you know. I don't, I, I don't think I would have known that if it was a, you know, hair a challenge, hair challenge mm-hmm. that Hoso was going to win. You know? Oh, so,
1: sure, yeah.
0: I thought Sigourney would win, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think those are all my thoughts on this week's episode. I think it's time to leave the Boulay Beauty Bazaar Makeover Salon. Yeah, bonjour ladies
1: <laughs> Bonjour ladies uh, Marys. Bonjour ladies Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode of Harry Monsters, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All right Mary, or you can email us at podcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.alrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash alright-mary and if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at johnnyalso or on Twitter at johnnyalso1
0: and you can hear more of me on my other two podcasts In the Details A Celebration of Nuance or Best Supporting Podcast A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore And of course you can get even more of us including Drag Race UK and Canada's Drag Race Season 2 and uh, oh, the Merry Mailbag episode that's coming up deep dives into all kinds of shit which probably sounds more disgusting than it is Find out for yourself. Go to patreon.com slash Mary.
1: Well, all right, Mare. <laughs> What's our last chance floor show this week?
0: All right, Harry. <laughs> all
1: Took right, a whole Harry. Hour. Yeah.
0: Took a whole fucking hour. <laughs> All right, Harry. Most people stop listening. I mean, they're like, oh, they're doing their their social media. I don't oh, listen yeah, to that yeah. part. All right. Yeah, Harry. what the fuck's the last gen's lip sync? I don't all listen to right, that part. Harry. <laughs> all right, Harry. So for anyone who stuck around to the tail end of the episode, you got all right, Harry. <laughs> when um, Harry
1: met Mary. Uh, yes,
0: yes. Um, when Harry met Scary. So this week's Harry situation story. over here. Sorry, Mary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, we got to ah. shave a little bit off this ending here. Sorry. My bad. Yes, yeah. yes, we do. Trim yeah. a little bit off. Um, yeah.
0: Buzz your girlfriend. <laughs> so I'm going to buzz your girlfriend. This is your
1: part. This is your part. This is your
0: part. This is your part. Yeah, Sorry. that part.
1: <laughs> that part.
0: <laughs> that part.
1: That part. Right there.
0: <laughs> that part. That's it. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. All right. That's, that's, it. It. that's it. That's it. So this week's last chance floor show is none other than "This Is My Hair" by Dracula, friend of the show and fellow podcaster who isn't listening, Alaska uh, Thunderfuck.
1: Yes, this is my hair, and this is us ending Mary's. We will see you next week for another recap episode of Dracula season four. Have a great week. Dot.
0: This is my hair This is my hair This is my hair I don't wear wigs 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 This is my hair vitamin